eventful day in Jacksonville as well as the rest of the world if you are a fan of the National Football League. Brian Middleton, Casey Kurtz on a Monday Action Sports Jacks Overtime. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going through my head. Evan Ingram, we found out, is a member of the Jacksonville Jaguars, allegedly. So we'll get to that in just a second. Uh, Brent told me, hey, check on Deshaun Watson. I haven't done that yet because as we started with the top of the show uh, from three to six, we start in the same place, and that is the geese are terrorizing. Listen, the geese are a problem in our parking lot. And Brian Middleton just came in, had to avoid the geese. Austin Lane is about to leave, so we want to see what happens with the geese. Unless we had that streaming right there. I tell you what, the geese are attacking everybody. How did you make it in the building? So there was a gentleman that was walking out. Initially, I pulled up maybe about 10 minutes before the show started, uh, which is super early for me. Yes, it is. And the front parking space was open, but there were two geese out there, right? But here's the deal. They're always out there. Like... I'll always catch one or two out there. Maybe not this time, but definitely by the time that I leave or overnight, if I come in and record a sports center, I'll see like three or four of them. Always peaceful. They're always moving away from me. They rarely ever walk my way. I'm pulling the car in. They're not moving. I see one open his mouth like it's screaming at me, but I got the windows up, AC on. Uh, I can't tell. And then I keep pulling up, and I don't see him. I'm like, I don't want to run over animals. That's not what I do around here. Right. For some people, I guess that's a sport, but not me, right? Uh, I'm a I'm a You're humanitarian. Yep. Uh, and so a guy is walking out of that side door, and both of those geese, they stop looking at the car, and they turn around there, and they start, uh, like, walking towards them. And so I down my window. I'm like, bro, I heard you may not want to do that. You got a big backpack on. I don't. I don't think you're going to outrun them. And I hear that they, they're pretty brutal out here. So I'm yelling at him how to get out because he doesn't know how to get out of the actual building. Uh, and I'm like, go through that door that you just came out of and make a right. Just go all the way down that hallway and you will avoid this uh, beat down. And so uh, that's what I did. I ended up pulling all the way around there, too, because I was like, well, if they're not going to give me this parking space, I'm not parking further away. I'll just go over there and let, let them let me in so I'm not hopscotching and trying to duck the uh, birds of prey over here. You and the ospreys over here. Yeah. I tell you, geese. <laughs> I tell you what, man, the geese are wild. If you're watching the stream, you're going to see me get up a couple times because I'm trying to see what Austin Lane does. He should be leaving in the next couple minutes. But uh, free agency is wild, but here's the news on Deshaun Watson, and it is new, but it's not that exciting, and it's not that uh, unbelievable, but it is something. Uh, the Houston Texans have declined the Indianapolis Colts' attempt to speak with Deshaun Watson per sorts. Houston is comfortable with trading Deshaun Watson, just not in the AFC South. So the Colts made a run, or at least were interested in Deshaun Watson. The Houston Texans have said no. Brian Middleton, one, does it surprise you? And two, are you ready to make your case for Deshaun Watson to become a Carolina Panther? He needs to be. He looks good in the blue and the black and the silver. A little bit of white in there right on the trade, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, uh, no, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all that he's actually, uh, you know, not being traded within the division. Listen, uh, Deshaun Watson uh, in the AFC South is hands down the best quarterback. Hands down the best quarterback in the AFC South. And you can make the argument prior to everything that's gone on uh, with his uh, off-the-field situations, um, he was actually one of the best quarterbacks in the actual league. 
up there with Mahomes, up there with Rodgers, up there with um, you name him. Uh, he was up there performance-wise. Uh, had a great season prior to this last season where he basically sat out. So, no, I'm not surprised that, you know, that uh, the, the Texans said, no, I don't want you to even speak to them. We're not trading them to you. And I'm not surprised that the Colts said, hey, give it a shot because you never know. Someone may be dumb enough to actually trade them within the actual uh, division to us. So I'm not surprised on both ends. So listen, Carolina, listen, Matt, listen, Matt Rule. I know this is about Jacksonville. I get it. But let me just say this real quick. Somebody, you know what you gotta do? somebody please, it'll be me. But I'm saying somebody please pull this and tag Matt Rule. But like I said, it'll be me. I'll be the one who, who does it and make sure that he's tagged on Twitter and IG. And if I could snap him out, Snapchat him and any, anything else. Listen, man. Yo, don't mess this up. Don't mess this up. I had faith in you, um, and then you went, and, and you had the green light, Sam Darnold as well. You you were a green light in that, and I know that's Casey's guy, but you green lit yeah. that, and, and I was like, no way, no how, right? But then it worked for like three games, and I was like, well, that's why I'm not an NFL head coach. Yeah. And then it didn't work for the rest of the season. I was like, see, I should be an NFL head coach. So, Matt, don't mess this up. Let's get Deshaun. Let's do it. The drive for Deshaun. Teflon Sean is what I call him. Okay. All right. Very good. That's your pitch. Uh, by the way, if you heard me yelling, Austin Lane did make it to his car, but I definitely missed something because when I saw he was screaming at the geese, and I'm not going to lie, the geese looked a little scared. I think there could have been an altercation between Austin Lane and the geese. So unconfirmed because we didn't see it, but he was definitely full on yelling at the geese when I looked out the window. Well, no, they probably saw his uh, last couple of fights. You know, uh, so they were true. like, you know, Business let's try him. And then, you know, he snapped back and he was like, yeah, you know, we respect that. We respect power. That's what the geese are about right now. They respect the power. So, yeah, so. that's all we got to do, Casey, when we get off today. Oh, yeah. Well, you go first. OK, yeah. Awesome. Great. I'll go first. Um, I'll kick a geese. I told you. I don't know. I'm not worried. I said it already once. The thoughts and opinions of Action Sports Jacks overtimes. Casey Curse is not shared by Brian Middleton. Listen. Unless it gets you a contract. Listen, how much of a fool do you have to be to let the geese or the goose, it's just one single goose, or maybe it's geese, I don't know. How much of a fool you got to be to let the goose play you? No, sir. If the goose comes up to me and wants to fight, I'm not above that. Well, see, you got to say that, Casey. All you said is, I'm down for kicking a geese. Well, uh, if they uh, attack, goose. I'm saying if they attack, I'm not going to walk around that, kicking Casey. geese. In this world of That's pulling fair. out That's snippets, fair. all people here, all Peter will hear is, oh, you kick animals. Because if you kick a goose, you kick a cat. You kick a cat, you kick a baby. You see how people just jump to that? Yeah, I see how you just jump to that. And yeah. I'm just telling you, I'm people. Okay, yeah, that's fair. No, that is fair. Um, but anyway, so that'll be an adventure. We'll work on that a little later on. Uh, quick update on the Players' Championship as that's still going on. Uh, Cameron Smith birdies 17. He goes to 18 with a three-shot lead and is safely... Not in the fairway, but is not in the water. He's three shots. Uh, he, he's in the, the rough over by the pine straw at 18. He has a very, very reasonable chance to make par. Lihari is playing 17 right now. Has made the green. He's 13 feet away. He will need a birdie on 17 and then an eagle on 18. So, Barring something truly incredible, Cameron Smith is likely to be the 2022 Players' Champion. We will keep updates on that, as it should be over here in just a couple of minutes. All right, Brian Middleton, we're going to free agency. 
and the Jags opened up the checkbook and spent some money today. Christian Kirk, most notably, will be coming to Jacksonville for a boatload of money. Literally a boatload. Got a uh, Christian Kirk story. I got a Christian Kirk story. Oh, you do? Yeah. Well, then we're not going to do anything yeah. until you tell us yeah. your story about the Jags' new wide receiver, Christian Kirk. Yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, like Christian Kirk once removed, but I had to get the time, so I had to sell you on Christian Kirk first. Okay, so. Yep. Um, you did that. Post-transplant. Okay. Uh, I was on. I was going for you know one of my uh, checkups, sitting down, uh, and a lady sits down from uh, like right across from me, uh, and I don't even remember why we started chatting, uh, but basically you know I'm like oh yeah I just had heart transplant and um, you know I'm getting my checkups things are still sore you know it's still st- stuck together by glue all that good stuff, and um, we started talking a little bit more about you know backgrounds. And she was actually Kristen Kirk's trainer uh, during high school and college during the off season. Okay. She was one of she was basically one of them. And so this was like this was basically three years ago. Mm-hmm. So um, I can't remember how long Christian Kirk has been in the league, but uh, he was he wasn't he was he wasn't too long in the tooth at that point in time. And um, and she was just talking about his work ethic. This is what the point I want to get to. Yep. She was talking about his work ethic, which you can usually apply to like 98% of professional athletes. Like there's a, a probably a handful of people in the league who have kind of a good work ethic, but maybe not the highest level. But in order to get to the highest level of NFL, NBA, NHL, you know, it, all those professional sports, you got to have a superior work ethic, man. But she just kept going on and on about the extra stuff he would do and how – she knew, based off of some of her clients that she was training now and that she had done in the past, that he would have an opportunity to be where he was at. And it was so cool because, you know, I, he was like an Arizona kid or he went to school in Arizona. It was one of those things. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. sure if it's college or if he just grew up there because uh, the conversation is a bit foggy. But she was so high on his ability just to work hard and work and work and work. And if you're talking about somebody who you want on your team, somebody who has the ability to actually uh, play his position uh, in a spot of need for the Jaguars, which we would all agree is wide receiver for whatever reason, whether you want to say it was talent or injuries or whatever that was lacking this past season. Um, And a a wide receiver that can be an actual weapon for Trevor Lawrence. um, That's the kind of stuff that I remember and I want to pull on. And also, he treated me well uh, in uh, in fantasy football last season. So, yeah, man, Christian Kirk. That's my Christian Kirk story once removed. There is so much going on right now that I feel like I can't even, like, keep in mind. I listened to your story, by the way, Christian Kirk, Scottsdale, Arizona, uh, Arizona born and raised Texas A&M yeah. in college. So, Christian Kirk coming here. We have a comment on YouTube I want to get to because it's interesting. But the Brent Martineau curse. He had to tweet it. This Monday finish about to be won by Jacksonville resident Cam Smith. Ladies and gentlemen, Cameron Smith has gone in the water at 18. Truly improbable thing to do. And it is nowhere set in stone that Cam Smith will win this thing now. What a disaster from Action Sports Jack's Brent Martineau. Uh, I don't even know how it happened. Brian Middleton, is it on the TV next to you? Do you happen to see what's going on? Yeah, but I mean, right now he still has a two-shot lead 
on what I see on TV. So I don't know if I'm seeing exactly right, like a little bit gotta, of delay or not. You got to realize in terms of golf, like he has a two-shot lead. But right now, he has to make his shot from the fairway yeah. to keep par. Yeah. So, so he won't he, do that. So he has at least a one-shot lead. Yes. And if he doesn't throw a dart and make the putt, he's tied with the potential to lose. So what a disaster on 18 for Cameron Smith. Uh, something on YouTube I want to get to. It's about Deshaun Watson. I'm probably going to have to write it down because there's a lot going on. We got Cameron Smith. We're following it. We got more on free agency. Evan Ingram. Do the Jags finally have a tight end? I don't know, but we're going to talk about it. We got so much more to do. I think we got vague headlines at some point today. We're going to do it all before you hear from Leonard Hamilton at 7 p.m. Another goose update likely as well. But right now we're going to break. We got to do that. We'll reset. We'll figure out our lives in the break, and we'll come back on the other side, let you know what's up. Action Sports Jacks Overtime ESPN 690. We'll be right back. On a Monday, Action Sports Jacks Overtime ESPN 690. Keep you updated on all the things. We'll start with the Players' Championship and what a shot it was from Cameron Smith after going in the water. Throws a dart to about four feet, makes the putt, saves the bogey, has a one-shot lead on the rest of the field. One group to play, needs a birdie from Lahari to tie Cameron Smith if he does not birdie Cameron Smith will be your players' championship. We got golf aficionado Brian Middleton keeping an, uh, an eye on it for us. Brian, what's the updates looking like in the control room? Right now, everything still looks the same. They're showing a, a Lahari uh, shot. So um, he's setting up right now. Uh, he hasn't actually taken the swing yet. So it's still uh, Smith with the one-shot lead. Um, and uh, uh, it looks like uh, the next closest Lahari is on the 17th. So he's uh, at 12 under, and then the next closest looks like it might be at, um, or no, they have a guy who's shooting at 8 under right now. So uh, still tense moments, Casey Kurtz. Still tense moments as the players tends to be at times. I like it. I like it. Good update right there from Brian Middleton as we move on. We got more free agency to talk about, but this interests me. We talked about Deshaun Watson a little bit. You want him to go to Carolina. The Atlanta Falcons might be a team interested as well. Let me ask you this. Some scenario where it's Deshaun Watson heading to Atlanta. I know this is going to hurt for you, but... And then maybe Matt Ryan. Let's just start there. Matt Ryan, Deshaun Watson. Obviously, the Falcons are going to have to send something else back. Matt Ryan and... Does it it take a first-round pick is what I'm getting at? Yes. You think so? Yes. Straight up. Matt Ryan for Deshaun Watson now? No, 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 no. I'm saying, like, does a second and a third do it? Does oh. a second and another player do it? I'm like, does it Does it have to be a first-round pick going with Matt Ryan, or could you find a way to do it without giving up that first-round pick? I don't see how if you're Atlanta. I don't see how. And if they and if they say Matt Ryan in a first, they better do it in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Absolutely. In a heartbeat. I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, Calvin Ridley obviously would have been – Uh, an option in play here, but he will obviously not play this entire season. So that is out of play. But yeah, I think that's an interesting thing. I think, I think if you're a betting man, there's a pretty good shot that somebody in that division, obviously it won't be the Bucks, but you have the Saints, you have Carolina, and you have the Falcons all interested in Deshaun Watson. So seeing how that turns out will be fascinating. 
Uh, it looks, I'm not going to say it, I'll just let it play out, Brian Middleton, and we'll go back to free agency for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So Christian Kirk, we know. We also now know Evan Ingram, tight end formerly of the New York Giants, will be coming to Jacksonville. Ingram has not been the guy that the Giants thought when they drafted him. He has proven to have a good amount of talent, but it just hasn't translated as of yet in his career. You could probably blame that a little bit on Daniel Jones, uh, but last season only 408 yards, three touchdowns, but in his career, uh, best year came 722 yards as well as six touchdowns. That was in his rookie year. So only 28 years older, will be 28 when the season starts. Uh, and look, Jags don't really have much of the tight end position. Getting a guy like Evan Ingram for $10 million for a one-year deal is pretty fantastic. Makes his team better immediately to go with Christian Kirk. Do you like the idea of Evan Ingram coming to Jacksonville to pair with Dan Arnold be the tight end of the Jags? I do. Uh, so, listen, uh, I think that if you're able to – I guess presumably get Ingram is is it official? I'm sorry, I might have missed that. It is, it is, yeah. Okay, so it's official. Well, I mean, everything's as official. I mean, it's been reported by Adam Schefter. Obviously, nothing will be signed till Wednesday, but Adam Schefter is usually pretty right on this kind okay. of thing. Yeah. So I, I, what I do like about this is, again, you have um, a guy that probably up in you know New York. Could he really realize his full potential? How much of his, you know, maybe lack of, um, of of what he's done is because of the quarterback situation that he had, the coaching situation, the offense, you know, offensive situation that he had. Um, and I think that there is a lot of talent still there. And it probably fits within the system that Doug Peterson is looking to actually, um, you know, uh, actually put into place for Trevor Lawrence in this offense. And and whenever you can get a quality tight end, something that hasn't changed regardless of, you know, back 20, 30 years ago, heck, as recently as maybe 10 years ago, where it was a lot more running, uh, you know, running the ball was run first, run first, and then, you know, you maybe pass on third down, especially if you start talking about the 1900s, like the 80s, the 90s, and beforehand, right? Uh, and then somewhere in the 2000s, late 2000s, you start passing even more. You start getting more of a spread offense in colleges, and it's made its way into the NFL for easily the past five, six, seven years. And you have these dynamic offenses with these quarterbacks that can get the ball to um, their wide out, speedy wide receivers, uh, freaks of nature like DK Metcalf. And uh, but something that has not changed, Casey, is the tight end position. So you want that sense of uh, that sense of comfort that you can always find your tight end, maybe across the middle, or maybe you know, now the tight ends are even like hybrid receivers. Some of them now, like they're running four, 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 five, uh, four threes in some in some instances as well. Uh, you want that kind of support that if everybody's covered. If Christian Kirk is covered, if Agnew is covered, if whoever is the wide receivers out here are covered, I can try to still fit it into my tight end, 10 yards out, 7 yards across, or wherever he may be at. And then when you really hit on a tight end, like a, you know, like a Travis Kelsey or someone like that, now you're really looking at something um, very special that can help out your quarterback 
and is an integral piece to a dynamic offense. I like that. Good work. By the way, uh, I think some people got a uh, little heads up on vague headlines was coming at him. So that's what I was worried about right there. But it's all good. We got that figured out. Um, yeah, I think what's interesting, by the way, uh, I should just finish up the Players' Championship updates. Cameron Smith does win the Players' Championship. No birdie on 18. Uh, so that will finish on a Monday at 6.30 p.m. Cameron Smith, who lives in Jacksonville Beach, formerly of Australia, wins the 2022 Players' Championship. So here's what's interesting to me about Evan Ingram, and you made a lot of good points. One year uh, could be up to $10 million for a guy that's 28 years old. What We were arguing about this on the show a little bit. Why do you think it's a one-year $10 million deal? And do you think that's an Evan Ingram thing? Like, hey, I don't know if I want to be in Jacksonville long-term. Do you think that's a Jags thing? Like, hey, you know, 400 yards receiving barely. You got to prove it a little bit before you get paid big. But I think it's weird to see a guy at the age of 28 who we believe has talent that has definitely underperformed only gets a one-year $10 million deal. I just don't. Who do you think initiated that part of it, the Jags or Evan Ingram's camp? I'm against the Jags, only because with the NFL, the length of a career uh, at any point, most of these contracts aren't guaranteed. Um, you know, you get a lot of money up front, then, you know, you can start playing around with all of the, the numbers and start playing around with the full salary cap and contracts, and you know how those things kind of go, restructuring deals. I think that players, for the most part, try to always get as much guaranteed money as possible, and, you know, they should. They absolutely should. So I think it was probably more on the Jags end. Would I be surprised if it was Ingram saying, you know what, let me make sure that it's not still toxic down here. Like I know Urban isn't here, but let me just make sure that Doug Peterson has a hold of the situation down here before I really put, you know, the the next, I guess this is going to be, this would be his biggest contract, whatever, coming up. Yep. Um, so let me just make sure it's a place that I can at least think that I want to be at that has a chance of winning and I can get paid. All three of those things kind of cross over uh, in the perfect area. So let me make sure that this is the place for that. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good uh, That's a good call. I think there's definitely some vetting out because uh, you don't really know what you're getting in Jacksonville because if you've played in New York for your entire career, what have you heard from the NFLPA? Uh, don't sign in Jacksonville. Remember, that was a thing. And then, obviously, last year with Urban Meyer, things kind of got out of control. Latest free agency uh, news in the overall NFL, not just in Jacksonville. Washington Commanders have signed defensive tackle Tim Settle. Uh, oh, I can't read. Tim Settle will be going from Washington to Buffalo. Why do you start with that? Like, I don't really care where he was. I just want to know where he's going. But nonetheless, Buffalo will booster that defense with a defensive tackle. So that's where we are. Jags made a couple other moves on the defensive side of the football. We'll get to those. Uh, the Players' Championship aforementioned behind us. Cameron Smith is your winner. We got vague headlines. We got more to do. Actually, we got some news also uh, that we'll share with you on the other side of the break. We got a lot more to do. Stick with us. Action Sports Jacks Overtime ESPN 690. There's a lot. There is so much going on here today. We got a, a geese fight in the parking lot with a member of the custodial staff. I look out the window. She's got a broom. 
and the geese is all mad, the goose, I should say, and she's waving the broom at the goose. Oh, my goodness, what is going on? It's not a game out here, it man. It is not, but I think we need a broom or something when we leave. Man. Like, because now you got me not wanting to kick it. No, listen. This thing is mean. Like, I'm trying to tell you, this goose is mean. It bruised one of the employees. I'm yeah. calling animal control. I'm calling animal control. Listen, I'm not going to be mad on you if you snitch this one time. I got a snitch. I'm a civilian in this matter right here. You know what I'm saying? Normally, I don't tell, but I got a snitch. You do what you got to do. Man. Geese is, uh, you know, they pressing people. They are literally, people. I cannot explain to you if you do not work here, which I'm assuming you don't if you're listening to the program, but the, ge- the <laughs> What does that mean? <laughs> oh, man. Well, no support for your fellow employee. Oh, well, I just, we're moving on from that. Look, the goose is like standing in a spot, like just literally standing there waiting for people to come in. It is. And is like ready to fight on site. It's like the weirdest it is. thing I've ever seen in my life. But nevertheless, like geese fights in the parking lot of ESPN 690, if that's your type of thing. Overtime is on ESPN 690. Brian Middleton on the ones and twos. Casey Kurtz with you as well. Giving you the news as well as sports all at the same time. Yeah, you know. I'm multitasking so out here, people. I'm Appreciate see- your stream. I'm seeing the chat, and I'm like, Things man, cool. <laughs> what is happening? And a man is texting me. I'm like, what do you mean the news is on? So I thought there was some serious breaking news that they overtook Not- the board, which they can do on WOKV. Oh, oh, they can. Okay, my bad. Well, somebody would have had to come in. So like, I was and like, maybe it. I missed it. Like, I don't know what's going on. but And then I, I came and checked it out and just, you know. Some good old-fashioned working on the fly. Brian Milton need to cut some sound and forgot to flip off a button. Uh, but if you're listening on the real radio in your car, you're probably like, nothing. what are they talking exactly, about? Exactly, nothing. And I thought it was smooth selling. That's why we invite <laughs> you to join the stream. Uh, once you get home, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch, just search ESPN 690 Jacks or uh, at ESPN 690 Jacks on Twitter as well as at Brent A.S. Jacks, who almost put the Martino curse on Cameron Smith, but he gets it done, wins the Players' Championship. All right. We got more NFL to do, and this is a good segue into that. Jerry says on YouTube, we paid way too much for Christian Kirk. And that is a reoccurring theme. Christian Kirk uh, was paid, I forget the number now. We've seen so many numbers today. It's like 72-something can be up to 85, breaks down to like $17, $18 million a year for Christian Kirk. And when I originally saw it, I thought the exact same uh, as the comment that I just read. Way too much for a guy that has never gone over 1,000 yards in his career. Never once in a season gone over 1,000 yards. And is the third highest paid wide receiver now in the National Football League. So, yeah, that was my first thought, too, as well. Then I listened to Austin Lane. And then I listened to Brent Martineau. But mostly Austin Lane. And, yeah, what it comes down to is anything to help out Trevor Lawrence. And they did that today with Christian Kirk. But I think there is still going to be a little bit left to be desired. And I think that's what people are uh, somewhat upset about. And what what could have been all of these big wide receivers that we had talked about for so long, Mike Williams, um, Michael Gallup, Chris Godwin, all of these guys that we thought could have a potential opportunity in Jacksonville, Well, they all get re-signed, they get tagged, you know, this and that. And the market ended up being Christian Kirk, and the market ended up being Allen Robinson. You all know Allen Robinson and what he is. I think a very underrated, or maybe overrated, but for a while underrated. Last year was not a good year. 
and that's why you could say overrated. But previously, maybe underrated, a little slept on playing with the quarterbacks that he had. But I think a lot of people were in agreement. Allen Robinson and the big money was not going to be it for Jacksonville. So that left Christian Kirk. And it's just one of those things where you needed a receiver and you got the receiver. But would you have rather paid DJ Chark? Maybe. Is Christian Kirk going to pay off? He very well could. But at the end of the day, Brian Middleton, you can't look here and say, yeah, they paid Christian Kirk a crazy amount of money, which, by the way, it isn't our money, so I ain't mad at it. Uh, you know, Shaq Khan had to spend that money, so, you know, it is what it is. But you can't look at this move and tell me that the Jacksonville Jaguars did not get better and did not help Trevor Lawrence out, no matter what they paid Christian Kirk. And that's just how I see it. Am I wrong to think that? Does the money outweigh that problem? Like, it's not our $85 million. Pay the man. Yeah. You know, I'm with you. I can make the argument that, yeah, there's a certain threshold, though, where uh, the value don't match the amount of money that you're pouring into a particular player that potentially could go to another player that can make you just as good, if not better. So I'm with you overall as far as I think that it was – at the very least, it's going to continue to help this offense get better, if not an absolute upgrade, regardless of his stats. Look at what he was doing out there uh, for some of his career. He was, um, I guess, behind Larry Fitzgerald. Um, and then yep. the past season with uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. Um, so you, the stats sometimes can be just a bit deceiving. I understand if someone tells me, like you started off with, he hasn't even gotten a 1,000 yards yet in his career. That could be a bit of a red flag when you start talking about how much money the Jags offered him. But they looked at Doug Peterson, uh, your favorite GM, Trent Baalke, yep. uh, you know, Mr. Khan. They, these people looked at what they're trying to piece together, and they're looking at what is going to help Trevor Lawrence in his development, and they said that this guy will do it. We have the money. Tell them to bring me my money mm-hmm. uh, and go ahead and bring your talents over here as well. And now we're just going to have to wait and see. I get the leeriness, though, just in general, based off the past decade, minus 2017 with the Jaguars. Yep. So by all means, Jags fans, critique until they prove you differently. But I'm with you, Casey. I think that he is an upgrade, and he does make this offense better on paper. We'll just have to see once the season actually starts how things mesh together. Absolutely. And another guy that makes his team better, we talked about Evan Ingram. Brandon Scherf uh, will be the right guard for the Jags, getting paid a lot of money, and is a quality right guard. Like, there's no stats to cite, but this guy has been good um, in his NFL career. So you did three big things today to help Trevor Lawrence. You protected him on the right side, which... Uh, how do I how do I put this nicely? The right side hasn't been great in Jacksonville, both tackle and guard. Now, A.J. Can did a good job. You know, Ben Barch, okay. Neither of those guys are what the Jags just got in Brandon Scherf. So, uh, that's a plus. Obviously, uh, you know, Cam Robinson... Uh, will return if he signs the franchise tag, which we do believe. Um, Brandon Linder, uh, same deal, will be back. Obviously, Norwell uh, is currently a free agent, so we'll see how that plays out. But you can only play guards so much money, and you just paid one a good amount for Brandon Scherf. So uh, you did three big things to help out Trevor Lawrence today, and I do not think that can go um, 
unmentioned or untalked about because really that's what you needed to do and help out Trevor Lawrence. Now, on the defensive side of the football, you make a couple moves as well. Um, now, let me ask you something, Brian Middleton. Why in the world do we have to sign dudes that their names are hard to say? Like, why in ever in the history of sports can't we just sign a dude named Tim Jones? You know what I'm saying? Because everybody named Tim Jones absolutely trash. They trash. They don't get drafted. No, that's fair. They get signed. You got to get drafted first. Tim Jones? Is there a Tim Jones in the league right now? I can't imagine. Let's find out. Tim. Tim Jones. Timothy nope. Jones. No, there's not. There's not, not one. No. So, anyway. That's why. Yeah, I, I guess you're right. Uh, Who are you talking about, though? Well, well, we'll start with uh, Foy Alakon, I believe. I, I've lost all control of how to say the names because I've said it like 50 times today. But comes over from the Atlanta Falcons and is, by all accounts, a really good football player. Mm-hmm. He, I, I got a friend who is a source uh, for the Atlanta Falcons, goes mm-hmm. by the name Jared Pinto. You may recognize him from fantasy football. Okay. Uh, long-suffering Falcons fan. He says this guy is the real deal. He said, and this is a... Um, This is something we've heard from others as well. Flies around the field, always around the football, um, makes a lot of plays. Very smart guy. Comes from Yale. Can you believe that? There you go. Yale. Like that. Uh, 102 tackles last season, two sacks, uh, I believe. A couple turnovers as well. Um, So this this guy is a big-time linebacker that the Jags are going to be picking up to play with Miles Jack. And, when you hear flies around and is always around the football, you cannot be disappointed about that, Brian Middleton. Cannot be disappointed about that. Listen, whenever you can add somebody with that type of motor, it sounds like he has. I'm going off of what you said that your contact, uh, Jared Pinto, said to you yep. uh, and whatever that you saw. Yeah, you like adding those kind of guys to um, to either side of your football team, offense, defense, or special teams. I mean, mainly because, listen, for most teams, unless you're really, really, really bad, Every game on Sundays, even with all of the high-scoring offenses, are based off of, what, a handful of plays. I'm sure Austin would could attribute that, you know, firsthand experience. It's a handful of plays. So when you have guys and you have multiple guys who are just, they, they go all out, um, they are that kind of high-motor, high-intensity, 100% all the time. They play reckless but within control, right? So they're not getting penalties, which I'm assuming that he's a guy like that as well, going to yell, uh, having the ability to process, um, you know, the football field and things of that nature uh, fairly quickly, that's always good to add on your team. Once again, it's about getting better, whether it be by great strides or incrementally. I don't know which one this guy is for the team, but it sounds like it's a plus. And so I'm going to take the wins where I can get them as far as being, a, you know, wanting the Jags to do well and getting better. So it sounds like it's a win. Absolutely. And the last move, uh, Foley Fatukasi will be joining the Jags as nice. well. I know, I killed that one. Run stuffing uh, defensive tackle. Now, I will tell you this. I will tell you this. If you listen uh, from 3 to 6, you've heard references of uh, the boss man here around the station. It used to be boss man Nick. It's now boss man Aaron. Boss man Aaron is a very long-suffering Jets fan. He told me today. Yeah, he is. Uh, Nets, Jets, Mets. Yeah. I said, that's been horrible for pretty much your whole life. Yeah. He said, yeah, pretty much. Um, but... He was disappointed that to lose this guy from the Jets in free agency overall. Said he's a big time run stuffer. Uh, the 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 sack numbers aren't there. He's not he's not a sacking guy. He has three in his career. Uh, one forced fumble as well. But this guy is going to stop the run in the middle for the Jags. That's what you need. Just had a birthday. He is 27 years old. He will be coming to Jacksonville as well to stuff the run. And look, 
probably get into this a little bit in the last segment after we do some vague headlines, but this is a win today for the Jacksonville Jaguars. You can sit here and say this team got better. You can sit here and say this team overpaid for Christian Kirk. Okay, fair enough. But this team got better, and they made Trevor Lawrence better, and they probably made Trevor Lawrence happy. By the way, no need to stop the music here, but we do have some breaking news, but it's not that big of a deal. Uh, for the Dallas Cowboys, the boys, America's team, as they say, who are just getting rid of all their wide receivers, and I don't know what they're doing, but they are giving pass rushing end Demarcus Lawrence a new contract. His contract was a little bit uh, large. This is now a three-year, $30 million, fully guaranteed deal for Tank Lawrence to stay with the boys in Dallas so Demarcus Lawrence, another pass rushing option, is staying with his team in the Cowboys. So that is what's breaking right now from Ian Rappaport. No impacts to the Jags, although now everybody wonders what will happen to the biggest pass rusher on the board, and that is Chandler Jones. So we will see how that plays out. We got a little bit more to do. We still got that news I didn't tell you about, and we got vague headlines and talk about how it's a win for the Jags. And we're going to fit that all in in 12 minutes plus commercials. And then Leonard Hamilton's going to take over. So it's going to be a blitz last segment right here for some vague headlines on OT. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Oh, man. couple of minutes to go. What a day it's been in Jacksonville. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like going back to that. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's good. I know that's it's your jam good. right there, you know? You know, just I couple, like it, you know what I mean? I know that's your jam too. A couple um, of minutes left on a Monday and you're yeah. like, you know what? I wasn't starving until I tasted you. That's Listen, what you man. That's what you went Whoa. ahead and played. Okay. That's Whoa. the words of the song. You know I mean it is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You said it a little too easily though, man. Yeah, that's I feel like you do have it in your playlist. Then. I don't, I don't. I it's don't. in your phone, someone check his phone. Someone check it. All right, we're wasting we're wasting precious we wasting time. All right. This is Action Sports Jacks Overtime. You're listening to ESPN 690, the aforementioned show. We got vague headlines, but I do want to tell you this. Uh, had a good engagement to, uh, today on the stream from 3 all the way till 7 o'clock. So we appreciate everyone who listens. And if you listen to us from 3 to 6 on Mondays and Thursdays, we're going to rock with you tomorrow as well on a Tuesday and on a Wednesday. From 6 to only 6.30, though, we got first four matchups in the NCAA tournament. So me and Brian Middleton are going to take you from 6 to 6.30 and get you set for those games as well as talk about whatever else is going on with free agency. So four editions of OT this Week, I'm not mad at it, Brian Middleton, but without further ado, give me some vague headlines. Let's do it. All right, Casey Kurtz, vague headlines. You know the deal. I'm going to give you two choices. You tell me which one that you want. I'll tell you the actual headline, then we get into it, okay? Yep. All right, man. First up, the watcher or on your six? The watcher or on your six? Let's go on your six. On your six, non-sport headline. Girlfriend watches... Oh, that was interesting. I should have put that as watcher. Girlfriend watches boyfriend on his phone for 10 minutes without him noticing in a viral TikTok. So front of land of TikTok, you know there are times that the insecurity we act upon, Casey, especially in a relationship, is just a projection of what we're feeling internally. So we then force that onto others by doing crazy things like staking out our beloved's job or trying to memorize the password to their mobile device, mm -hmm. or so I heard. Or we might do what this one woman did in a now viral TikTok when she stood behind her boyfriend's back for a full 10 minutes while she was sitting at the app, while he was sitting at the app crunch machine, 
peering over his shoulder and looking at him text on his phone. Casey, if you have not seen that video, can I, can I just say uh, it would give the most rock steady individual a case of anxiety for that dude. Okay. Now, right. as mentioned just before, throughout the clip, the woman can be seen looking over her man's shoulder and it's apparent on her face that she isn't liking what she's seeing. Yeah. Viewers left a multitude of comments underneath the video, but maybe none other sums up what the majority felt best in Santana Outlaw, who wrote she need a new man anyway. She, I mean, son ain't got no type of survival instincts. He surely don't. I okay, so what. question to you, Casey Kurtz. Yep. If you were in the same situations with your now wife, but at that point she was just your girl, not even your fiance, mm -hmm. okay? Would you have straightened her out once you turned around and saw that she was staring at you? Would you have been like, look here, woman, knock that off? Or would you have gotten punked out and not said another word, thus reinforcing her toxic behavior? Hey, man, tell you what, it's pretty straightforward. What I do, I'd be like, look, woman, come on. No, I'd tell her, I'd be like, you know, this is kind of weird, but I ain't got nothing to hide, Brian Milton. I'm an open book, so, you know, if you got to see what I'm doing, that's fine. But, you know, I don't got much to hide. I like Casey Kurt. Does it dirt out in the open? I like that, Casey. Next two. Yep. Make it make sense or applying pressure. Make it make sense or applying pressure. Uh, make it make sense. All right. Make it make sense. That's a sport headline. KD questions COVID procedure. All right. So Kevin Durant has basically questioned New York's uh, COVID-19 rules, which allow unvaccinated Brooklyn Nets teammate Kyrie Irving to attend the victory over the New York Knicks over the weekend, where Durant scored a bunch of points, if you haven't heard. Uh, KD said that the situation was ridiculous. Uh, and with fans no longer having to show proof of vaccinations to attend indoor venues, uh, but businesses still requiring workers to be vaccinated, uh, of course, we know Kyrie is refusing to take the vaccine right now. Let's take a listen to what KD actually said in a uh, press conference, okay? Yep. It's ridiculous. Like, I don't understand it at all. I mean, can, is it every, it's a few people in our arena that's unvaxxed, right? Like, they lifted all of that in our arena, right? So what's the, I don't get it. It's a second mandate that says he can come in but can't play. Yeah, I don't get it. It just feels like at this point now, somebody's trying to make a statement or a point. So, Casey, yep. does KD have a point or are rules rules? So, I this is interesting. Not a lot of time to talk about it. I think KD does have a point, but rules are rules. I think both of those things apply. So, here's what I'll say. And it all comes down to what you said, man. Make it make sense. And it does not make sense. Like, listen, I understand that KD can't play. Or, uh, I'm sorry, Kyrie cannot play. I understand that, and I know why. And I know that... The city of New York just laid off a bunch of, of their employees that were not vaccinated. So I understand why the rule has not been changed. What I don't understand is why let him in and sit on the bench with his teammates. Like, that's the part that I don't get, and it's totally confusing to me. And I think KD shares the same frustration. Just don't let him come if he can come in, because what, what, are, what are we doing here? Like, it just makes no sense at all. So I think it's a little bit of both, but I will tell you this. I don't think Kyrie's playing home games anytime soon. So if he's just going to have to sit on the bench and watch at home, which makes no sense, then I guess the whole world is just going to make no sense in the NBA because none of it makes any sense, but all I know is he's probably not going to play. All right, Casey, that's the abbreviated version of vague headlines. I like it, Ryan Milton. You work hard on those things, so we had to get him in. We'll get one more in. Like I said, we got 
maybe do it tomorrow. We got two more day, three more days of OT before our regular day on Thursday. We got two 30-minute shows on Tuesday, tomorrow, and Wednesday. We got to get out of here. Leonard Hamilton is ready to talk about the end of the Florida State basketball season. So, unfortunately for FSU, they fall short in the ACC tournament. And now Leonard Hamilton will tell you what's going for the future. Me and Brian Milton are going to try to get to our cars in the parking lot. No promises. The geese are out there, and they are wild. And we're going to do that. But, Jacksonville, we leave you with this. The Jags got better today. Have a good night. I want to eat a spicy chicken in my Tesla. Is it too much to ask?